Well, a gunny corer and gate out shears, fearkin fortune with glare, tron on a good eorus and octron. Ermahan hain is my son, my van Kalis Ivin, Argus, Fuirin and Orus, to Sulanga will shivigment chan of Asaram Lintronona. I must say, young people in particular, you're also welcome to Orus and Octron this afternoon, as you have just heard. This is one of a series of eight garden parties that we are having during the summer to celebrate different themes. And the theme this afternoon is, you have, as you have just heard, the endless possibilities uh, to which young people are invited. I have to be very careful about the way one speaks about that, that it isn't in any patronising sense. But I must say that as I was preparing my remarks for today, I thought that maybe the biggest advantage that Ireland has in really great opportunity that Ireland has is that 40% of our population are under 30 years of age. Now, when you let that sink in, you realise as well that that 40% have the opportunity of achieving all of the different projects that other generations didn't achieve. And very particularly, they have the opportunity of putting their own stamp in terms of values on just about everything that we do in the economy, in the social space, and the way we take decisions, administration, the world of sport and everything. And one of the reasons why I wanted this particular theme to be celebrated, as well as that, is to say I have in this... Six and a half years I have been president, been absolutely struck by the generosity of the young people. People, for example, in all over Ireland, this 40% under 30 years of age, they differ in terms of their capacities, they differ in terms of their facilities, they differ in terms of the particular challenges that they are facing, and so on. And I want as president to wish you all every, every success in your cooperation with each other in building this new Ireland. So I'm hoping that today is filled with friendship and laughter and that it provides an opportunity to meet new friends and talk about what's happening in the world of this young Ireland. Um, Somebody was saying, it was Oscar Wilde said, uh, youth is wasted on the young. But that was a kind of, to be quite frank with you, you're making a great fist of it yourselves. It's certainly not wasted on any of the bright young people uh, that I met. And that's so, so good. It's so good to be able to see people with an optimistic view. And when I in- invented that phrase, uh, the idea of an island of endless possibilities, as I have so often used it, it is because of that. Nothing is inevitable. There's no problem that can't be solved. And there are endless ways of achieving our goals in different ways. So the energy, the creativity, the enthusiasm that characterizes this island now is a fantastic thing to take, um, to celebrate. I do want to say, because very early on in the presidency, when I ran my consultation with young people, and it involved a consultation with 800 young people, as to what kind of Ireland they wanted. Some of the people who were working for me were quite blown away by what turned up. 
first of all about it was the sheer generosity of vision that young people had. Right at the top three always were issues of equality. And people were against all forms of exclusion, all forms of discrimination. And they kept on saying that they wanted things done, they wanted things done differently. More importantly, as well, it was all very positive. It was a very positive attitude to the Irish language. <coughs> and there's something else as well. There was an emphasis on the sharing of themselves, their hopes, their concerns, their vision. And as well as that, something that is very important, their vulnerabilities. I have actually, as I went around the country, been struck. Uh, every now and again, I would give a speech and I would, in a school, say, or somewhere. And I would say that there was a real problem of loneliness in the country. And it is very interesting that as we came out of the recession, when people began spending their own money and concentrating on themselves, in a way they had shrunk into themselves. But very particularly, was my invitation to the young people is to break all this shell of loneliness. And there is a real, real problem. I emphasize it to government in, on mental health. And again, it's one of the issues that came up, came up for emphasis today at the Speaker's Corner. But when we carried out that report, the kind of things that came out to us, it was very early on in 2012, people were concerned about, the, about employment. And the interesting thing there is they were interested in decent work decent, and dignity at work. They were interested in the future of the economy. And, you know, you have the opportunity at my time, when I've been on and on about different forms of economy, but you have the opportunity of at least putting it into one thing, that there is only one version of economics. You can actually have several models of connection between economy ecology and ethics and that your generation know or care more than other generations about the necessary connection between the environment and the world of work and the world of ethics and the world of social concern so all those themes were thrown up to us in that in those two years about employment the future political reform citizen participation and education for full life I often think myself, wouldn't it be great to be young again? I mean, Ron Cristiano Ronaldo thinks he's 23. I saw in an interview recently, mind you, he plays football like it as well. But I have to say that one of the things that was emphasised in our consultation was equality. People wanted equality and to become involved in directing change. I used frequently quote something else as well, and that was something that came from my time when I had a column with, uh, writing for Hot Press. And I regularly say to Niall Stokes and others, you know, we must address the issue of these huge music, music companies that just see all of the young people of Europe and the world as a market, when in fact we should be listening to a variety of music and, and, and all of that. But the big issue was for young people to be the arrow, not to be the, not the target, and that's very important. It's not a case of letting the young people into decision-making in Ireland. It's a matter of they reshaping Ireland and putting a better shape on it, because all the values are there, and they came out in the survey. And the other side of it was in relation to modern technology. When we have all the new developments in relation to the applications of science and technology, they're to be used in a way that you will decide that will empower every one and include people rather than be used as instruments of oppression as they so unfortunately are. 
what exists now among your generation is the capacity and the possibility of making all these changes you want to make. <clears throat> I think as well, and it's something I, I, I wanted to talk about, to say, baby, because I met somebody this morning uh, who was talking really... I often meet people who are talking about the challenges in sustainable development and in, in climate change. But in your lifetime, by 2050... 40% of all of the people of the planet will live on the continent of Africa. There will be 2.5 billion people, and 1 billion of them will be young people. And therefore, all of the possibilities that we're speaking about here must be possibilities for all of the young people of the planet. Otherwise, we have a whole new host of different problems. But what it means is that you and your generation can bond with those people beyond borders, and you can, in fact, actually turn the continent of Africa into a continent of promise and a continent of doing economy and all the new connections that I spoke about. And most importantly of all, you know, when politics are going very bad, and when the language has got very bad, you get populations described as if they're somehow attached to a model of, of fiscal economy. People are important in their dignity, in their essential, irreducible dignity. And that is very important. And therefore, when I'm so pleased from all the different organisations, from every aspect of life, representing the vulnerabilities, personal challenges rural Ireland, the secondary schools, all the different organisations, you're all so welcome here. And it was part of the trip that Sabina and I have been on in relation to the presidency as well, is the emphasis we've put on new thinking. That's the reason why we promoted the idea, for example, of philosophy being taught as a subject in the schools. And last year we've announced the Young Philosopher of the Year Award, which we hope in time will be as popular as the Young Scientist of the Year. Because that kind of critical, open, pluralist thinking is, is very, very important. And you know, when I was your age and all of the rest of it, Irish society had a lot of fear in it. And I'm so glad that people from the LGBTI organisations and others are here, that you're able to live with dignity and freedom and express your sexuality and have it respected and put an end to all the ignorance and prejudice and exclusions and nonsense that went on and that led to many young people in the 1950s and 60s, fleeing from this country because they couldn't, in fact, live with the intolerances that prevailed. We're in a different place now. And all of you, in generously relating to each other and recognising each other with respect and with dignity, are making sure that these new values become the values that dominate. And we have a great gift as well. As we travel around the country, we often see it. When I go to events like the, for everything, from the tidy towns to the others, we don't have intergenerational conflict. I have seen young people speak and care for and offer concern to some, very old, some older people. And when I have interviewed older people and when they've listened to me, they tell me things that, you know, when, they, when, when I have a chance in these visits, they say, say things to me. And the older people ask for a better Ireland for the young people. 
And the young people ask for a better Ireland so that older people can, in fact, feel secure and, 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 and have dignity. So I think what has happened today... Rory McKiernan has been down there with one of the two public pieces of sculpture that Sabine and I put in. One is the, the acorn, and the other is the starry plough. And down there you've had the speaker's corn. And I checked on what kind of things have been coming up. You've been talking about homelessness, about ending exclusion and discrimination on the basis of sexuality, the importance of mental health. I happened to be passing by as that one was going on about sexuality. And I so agree. It isn't a case of being allowed to do this and allowed to do that. You will have equality when you have full participation and being able to walk freely down the street in this way and it isn't... You just treat each other with respect and it is not anybody's business to, in fact, interfere in any way. And then I think as well, you spoke also about what was authentic in relation to the Irish language. This year is Blina Gaelga, and my heart lifts occasionally as somebody is trying to be helpful to the Irish language. When I meet young people speaking of it freely, it's carrying no baggage. You don't have to be a kind of have used the equivalent of Ginges can to speak the Irish language anymore. You, in fact, can, it's new Ishuk. It was, in fact, in many places, it's cool to speak the Irish language. And it has been given a great chance, and I'm so, so pleased about that. Now, all of your visions, may, this is the point, they have to be turned into reality. Like, for example, as I have been all my life in many cases. It's worth putting in the work and the study. It's worth doing the reflection. It's worth doing the organisation to bring all of your dreams into practical achievements for your generation. And just think of the difference that it will make. Your voice will make a difference. And as well as that, in many cases, we won't be making choices as to policy between tired old options We'll be making a saying, why can't we do it entirely differently? Why can't we listen to each other differently? Why can't we arrive at the best solution? Why can't we be able to change our minds? Why can't we be able to listen to each other without aggression? All of that is important. As a small uh, little gesture that might be seen as eccentric, but it is very real, is we're asking all of you today to take home a packet of vegetable seeds. Seeds of hope. And where I'm asking that you plant them as a symbol of both your will and your potential, having visited the acorn, to help in transforming our society. And as you nurture those seeds and help them to grow and flourish, I hope at the same time you will be able to nurture and nourish your dreams and your visions and your hopes. And with the great opportunity you have this afternoon, and when you're out on the grounds, of being able to listen to each other and sharing each other's experiences, sharing each other's vulnerabilities. Of all the speeches I gave, there's one line I feel very important about. We really are at our best when we regard our republic as a community of vulnerabilities. So smoren spragata feicham hein is itzanata gobalumenu, agas togenor fleholokt, agas or vishnakas or karnakas, agas or nar tolamarginioga ernaka, ardo kriagas mammandum hein, agas tan tarin satirsha, gawil urlehedian, atako breaver passion that they've down a tarni sferas nis gormi, ak a hogal. 
It has been so inspiring to meet you all here today and reassuring to see how you put your generosity, will and courage of Ireland's young people into effect. And you are an uplifting reminder of that statistic with which I began about how fortunate we are to have so many young people who are not only 40% of the population, but who are passionate about playing their part in the creation of a better, fairer and more joyful world. And therefore, let today, let the joy be unconfined. And before I conclude, I want to thank our superb MC this afternoon, Laura Woods. Bula Boss, the Laura Woods. <laughs> now, Mary Kelly, Claire Elaine and Chloe O'Connor and Charlotte von Kitzel, the Vincent's Secondary School Glass Nevin Band and Choir, Mark Redmond, Eva Scott and her band, Dara Bracken and Eamon Maloney, the Mullingar Marching Band, and Los Musicos, the leader is the Uruguay. Balia and Salsa, Balia and Salsa. Bienvenida a Arson Uctoron, Musicos de Uruguay. I want to thank Dee Rogers and his crew for superb sound because he's made it possible, not just in this garden party, but in so many, and for our performers and musicians to be received at their best. He's over there, he's the handsome man there with the comment. Now. <clears throat> I want to thank the St. John of God for their, for their assistance with us in handling the invitations. The Gaudi, the civil defense colleagues, the tour guides who've worked so hard. And I know you will want to say a special thank you to the Fuden and Oris, the staff at the Oris, who once again provide all of this food here. And they do so uh, with a deep commitment to lifting your spirits even further. So they're all over there in different places. And for the tent itself, the marquee, I want to thank the OPW and all of those who make all of this possible for us. I hope that you have a wonderful experience for the rest of the entertainment. And we have, in fact, actually, the juice, that the heat will heat your hearts as you go around the gardens. And once again, Sabine and I are so pleased that so many young people have brought their energy, their joy and their cheerfulness and their hope to be with us in Oris and Uchtaron for this garden party. Thank you very much.